check, okay. check. This one seems kind of low right here. Turn this one. You want to speak into it? Check, check. There you go, there you go, there you go. Welcome to the Altura Podcast. <laughs> uh, I'm Adrian Huerta here with Eduardo Gomez and Diego Guerrero. Um, we have some very special guests here. Um, we have a, a show that's going on, uh, Sumo Presente, and uh, to kind of bring this group together is pretty interesting, and I think it's very special and very unique um, considering the situations uh, that we're in. I mean, we're closing out one of our last shows you know, after 365 days of being open and, and being operating. Um, but let's go around the table, introduce ourselves and each other, and um, let's make the connects to our left. Uh, Eduardo Gomez, uh, co-creator of Altura. Hector Diaz, the big brother. Big bro. And Deborah Diaz, the sister. <laughs> And I'm Anae Diaz, the baby sister. Um, hi, everybody. Um, I'm Mariana Aguirre, a friend and um, supporter of Altura and everything. Diego Guerrero, uh, also part of Altura and a close friend and collaborator with Nectali Diaz. So that's uh, that's our subject. Um, it's the guy, uh, the 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 you know the the guy that we. We dedicated the show to, um, the space to, uh, the time to, um, that we shared with uh, Nick the Lady S, Sumo Hair, Sumo DJ. Um, amazing human being, um, but that's why we're here. We're here to celebrate him, um, to remember him and, and kind of give uh, some history, some connections, um, and uh, kind of sort of uh, the, a little review on you know what was shared here. Uh, this was a family and, and friend show that was executed um, you know, with lots of thought and lots of compassion and lots of love, because uh, it's hard. It's hard to do something like this. Um, but you know, with Nectali Sumahar leaving so early, um, he left w- us with so much art and 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 creativity and uh, music and I mean everything that he did. Um, he was a very eclectic human being. Uh, you know, uh, just it was just it was just awesome to to have everybody come here together to to put up you know uh, an ofrenda, um, come up with all the videos that he left behind that were uh, historical in a sense. You know, we we watched him you know grow up and which to me was interesting because I didn't know Nectali during this era, but he he wrestled and. I just thought that was kind of interesting, an interesting fact that I found later. Because you like, love wrestling? I love wrestling. I'm a big <laughs> fan, but uh, I think that's where we bonded. Um, and then to kind of look at him and see the transitions that he was going through, uh, through creativity and art and, and, you know, just him himself, you know, growing as a person. Um, it was just kind of, it was just one of those guys that, that you know, um, that connected so many people, you know. Uh, I I don't think... To, and I think I've mentioned this before that I don't think I'm part of Altura without Nectali kind of breaking my seal, um, kind of empowering me to, to, you know, to be scared. Like it was okay to be scared. Um, when I really got to know Nectali, um, I did a, a little mini documentary on him 
that eventually turned into a podcast that I did myself. But to to learn that even he was scared to do stuff to perform and he was making music and he was a DJ, but he was scared to perform, which was so weird. And it was the beginning of Reino Tropical, and that was one small little era of his life, you know. But I think that's why we're here now is to kind of dissect, you know, the eras of his life and the transitions that he went through, but also the the connections within those eras, you know. Um, but no, thank you to the family, thank you to the friends, thank you to everybody for joining us. But um, yeah, why don't we do it? Let's talk about the guy, Nectali Diaz. Yeah, thank you guys so much for like, you know, kind of like giving us your blessing to do this, what we did here. You know, I mean, that's something that we wouldn't have done without asking you guys, obviously. But um, yeah, thank you guys. Thank you guys. I, ho- I hope it was, you know, we didn't let you guys down. <laughs> we we appreciate the, the invitation and, and the time that the space that you guys have given us, given him uh, for this, for us to share and, you know, just remember him and, you know, love on him some more as we continue to do that day in, day out, uh, no matter what, as difficult as it is, mm-hmm. has been, and, you know, we're, we're still doing that and we're still remembering him and, you know, so again, thank you for the invite, thank you for, you know, sh- sharing the space with us. I mean, that's the least we could do. Like, we wanted to honor him the way we could, you know. And and, and he, he like Adrian said, he, he put out a lot of work, and it was hard to keep up sometimes with how much stuff he was putting out. Um, but, you know, everything that he put out, I know he stood behind 100%. And, you know, if you look in the gallery and, and all the different video collages and short films and music and, you know, everything that he did, it was just, like, such a big body of work um, and but most of it was, you know, put out in the last, what, I would say maybe 10 years where he really was really grinding on, on his work. And, 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 yeah, I think it's a really nice tribute. It, it turned out well. And, you know, like I said, thank you guys for, for believing in us. Yeah, I, I have a question, though. Um, I mean, be, being that he, he left a lot of work, uh, I heard something, and correct me if I'm wrong, but um, how aware of the family was there of like of Nectali's creativity in his work did you did you guys know that he was doing stuff like this or did you did you understand like how much he was known for this um and then when if not when did you find out that this was what he did um i'll start um i mean i knew his creative mind was was you know beyond uh his years and and you know more than what a lot of people knew he had in him, um, but he wasn't. He was. He was not the guy that would come around and and, and boast about himself, or you know. Um, he was. He was always humble about it. He he really never shared much, if if anything. And you really had to dig, you know, deep uh, or have a deep conversation with him in order for him to share. Otherwise, he just wasn't about that. He knew he was. He knew what he was doing and focus and all, but. Um, with us with the family he never really shared much i knew because i you know i would i was around i think more and so i i knew of the kind of work he was doing although not to the extent that you know i'm now finding out Mm -hmm. you know that that he was was actually you know he had he had really been um 
carrying it out just as he had talked about it or and or as uh, he had described it but even even more so again always because he was always just that humble guy that he wasn't trying to take credit or get credit he was just doing what he loved mm. did you see that creative side of him like really early on when like when you guys were kids like would he be out on the side drawing or you know doing something or listening to music or I didn't really see that um, in these past or recent years. I saw it more when we were, when he was at home, when mm -hmm. he was in high school. That's mm -hmm. what I mainly remember him um, drawing in his room or having posters or some of his drawings um, up in his room. And then with the music, the music was always there. He was always playing music, listening to music, and just music was his world since he was, since I can remember since I was little. So actually he was the one that um, showed us a lot of different genres besides the quebraditas mm -hmm. or, or the um, cumbias. Mm -hmm. He was the one that brought um, everything else. And yeah. Rock and Espanol, Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So I saw that mainly when he was at home, not really as as a grown up. Okay. And then did, I mean, did you did you witness any of this growing up, or was it, is this like one of those where you come here and you're like, I had no idea he did this? Um, again, we knew what he was doing because he he would. Once in a while, he would talk about it or mention, hey, I'm going out of town and I'm playing or I got booked here. Mm -hmm. But we never knew the extent. And I don't really recall knowing his AKA. <laughs> so, right. Okay. Like, I don't I don't recall him saying it or hearing it. Um and I don't know if that would have made a difference of me, like, maybe searching him up or, like, trying to find out. I, we would just go based on what he would say. Um, yeah, so a lot of the the music or everything we got to see was when he was at home and we were younger. We were, like, in elementary. He was in high school. But we would wake up to different music. Mm -hmm. um, and it would be, um, like... When he would like a band, that's what we would hear for like months. <laughs> <laughs> he would be stuck in the same city. <laughs> right. And then finally, I think it was when I got to middle school. He's probably in high school by then. And he had a turntable, I remember. And I don't know where he got it from, but that's where we would <laughs> find him store. most of the afternoons. Probably. Yeah. So that's, that's the side we got to see. And a lot of drawings, a lot of sketchbooks around. <laughs> mm -hmm. It's funny because um, just adding to what she was just saying, uh, like I, 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 he, we would talk, we would have conversations and about what he was doing. But I also respected our time, respected what you know him and I would talk about, mm -hmm. and so I would come out and see him, or we'd spend some time together. But I never went back. I, I wouldn't go back home and, and share, you know, with, with the rest mm -hmm. just because, you know, he was very private with his things. And if he was sharing something with me, you know, I, I, I honor that mm -hmm. and I appreciated that. And I didn't want to let, like, let him down in the sense of 
you know, I, I said something he didn't want me to say right. or I'm sharing too much with the rest. Mm -hmm. So um, when she says that they didn't even know his AKA, mm -hmm. uh, that's, that's, I mean, I'm, this is the first time I'm hearing that, but I can see how that, how that was because I, even though he, I, I had been knowing, but I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go around sharing it just because again, if I felt that it, because I, I knew how he was, um, I wanted to re respect our time and, and, you know, respect him as well. So I, I wouldn't come back and, and share some of that, some of the stuff we would talk about. Yeah. I think that's an interesting thing with, um, creatives or something that I've heard or I've talked to or my self-experience you know like my family doesn't really know myself like like what I necessarily do on my you know uh, with my music or other things related or even with sometimes what I do with work um, and I know some of y'all recently kind of got on social media like you Hector and Tino um, and so I, I think for my mom she was always like well, I don't know what you're doing what are you doing you know and I would be like oh I'm just here aquí estoy, you know but like I'm here with you and I'm I'm being present with you and my mom to share space and like yeah I do that on the side but like I'm here to be present with you all and talk about and talk about you know just how you are um, so I, I think you know it's just an interesting thing that sometimes like creative folks kind of do with their families you know it's just like I'm here to be present and I think that's something that I've noticed um, even from talking y'all and even videos mm -hmm. that y'all have shared is like um, when Nectali was with you all and his family like he was with you all and his family mm -hmm. and yeah he has these like outside um, you know e alter egos or you know aka's or things that he's doing but that's that's not it goes out the window when he goes you know with yes. you all or he you know it did but in a sense like it's uh, I think I find that really beautiful to to have him be you know present when he was with you all and be like I'm here to, to share space with you all and like yeah that happens but this is what we're doing right now you know we're hanging out um and sharing space with one another so I think that's really beautiful too uh and again it's something that I empathize with with my own family so um. yeah he was Bruce Wayne in Long Beach and <laughs> Batman in LA <laughs> <laughs> yeah there's a lot of truth to that. Mm -hmm. That's, I think um, it wasn't. Uh, sorry. No, no, no. Um, go ahead. I was just gonna. I was just thinking about what she, uh, she's saying that um, how um, when he would come home, he would be home and be with us mm -hmm. and be himself. He was in a safe space mm -hmm. at home. He was being himself. Yeah. 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 Right. Comfortable and and with himself and and with us. Mm -hmm. um, and and yes, also to uh, to add to what you were saying, um, I think that is that there's a lot of truth to um, artistic minds being similar um, because now that I've come around you guys and a lot of other artists that he knew or you know collaborated with, um, it seems like it's 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 pretty similar. I mean, <laughs> you guys carry yourselves you know, kind of separate the, uh, both worlds, if you will. And, um, and that's, I think that's something to appreciate because y you're trying to give your family, your, your, your folks, you know, honest time. Mm -hmm. And uh, when you're out here doing your thing, you're doing your thing, you're mm -hmm. focused on what you're doing you're and you don't mix the two, <laughs> you, you know, you're, you're, you're present when that, wherever mm -hmm. it is that you are or you're doing at the time. Yeah, you have to have this like 
um, like on switch, you know, and I feel like Nectali was so good at networking, networking uh, <laughs> and connecting with folks. And, and he, you know, he was so good at it. Um, but he I think wasn't when always that good. <laughs> <laughs> he developed it. But he did develop that. Uh, but, you oh, know, really good. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, at least for for us, too. And even like y'all at Altura, like you, you when you go out in the world, you're presenting this this um you're you're presenting not just yourself but what you're representing and who you are and like what you're connected to or the music or your space you know or your anything um but when you when you go back with like your home base or your safe space your family it's like all those things kind of go away um and you don't need to like he didn't need a network with you all you're his family you know so um yeah i just think yeah, that's i've actually never bought my mom i think that i've never brought my mom to altura um, I think it's, yeah, it's, it, you know, like you said, we get focused. Uh, I think he definitely would get super focused. I think he was like a master of focus, you know, and he would get in his room. I wouldn't hear from him for, for days and weeks sometimes because he was producing. He was very disciplined, something. if I may add. Yeah. yeah. Very disciplined. I and then I would, I would see a new project of his and I'm like, I was with him often and I'd be like, oh, I didn't even know you were working on this. Like, I, you know, so there's different degrees to it too. It's like. That's another thing, yeah, that um, I've come to find out, you know, uh, even those who were close to him and in the same artistic industry still uh, did were not aware of certain things that he was working on or projects he was doing. So I find that interesting that uh, because I did, uh, I, even when I first m met a lot of you guys, I really did think that you guys were in the know with what he was doing, projects, etc., it turns out you guys were not. And <laughs> so, again, the discipline that he had with each of his projects and and the different and the amount of people that he was collaborating is is pretty amazing. Was he like that with wrestling? I was like, <laughs> was he that disciplined? Like you were wrestling. Was he shadow wrestling? Yeah, like you okay. hear all this noise Let's in the room wrestling. and he's like, he's yeah. like wrestling. Like he's got his teddy bear in a headlock. <laughs> Let's yeah, get this did. out of the way. We collaborated with him. Tell us about those have. sibling wrestling battles. <laughs> Before well. we get to that, let me get So we, so just a little backstory or a little background to to um, how he got to enjoy or, or love wrestling. It was, um, you know, from when we were kids um that was that was that was a thing to watch that was a thing to do it was wwf at the time was it was that was it i mean really was it you know um <clears throat> we would we would spend because I, I don't remember what day it was but there was a day where there was wrestling um it was like a one hour i think it was show. sundays or yeah, saturdays or so. something yeah i think so well you guys <laughs> have a better memory than i do but um, so that was that was our time. That was like family time, where we all gathered around the TV. And, oh, you guys all watched. Uh, we yeah. all watched. Y'all watch yeah. Hulk Hogan. Oh right? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, including including the little sisters. Yeah, we we had our favorite wrestlers. <laughs> yeah, Ultimate uh, Warrior. Right, right. <laughs> um, so that's where it kind of it just kind of started there. Um. um but way back in the day when we were kids and we just, it was a family thing, a family gathering. Uh, we would do it um, week in, week out. And that was a thing. <laughs> that was our, our time. That's cool. Um, and that it just kind of evolved from there. 
it, it went from um, WWF to um, I think what was it? Uh, I because he didn't really get involved himself until you know later in the years. So I'm talking this is around maybe when he was eight or so. Mm-hmm. Um, when we, and, but he really got into it and would never miss it, and you know just really loved it mm-hmm. it was very i mean it was an entertainment uh it was entertainment for us um and i'm trying to get to the next phase where he took that um because even though he was there it was there um he didn't do much much more than than watch it uh, until he got to high school and then he that that love for it evolved even further and he he started talking about it in middle school about how he was going to do it, but we never really took him serious. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't um, think he was going to do it? Yeah, I, I don't know why we didn't because we had already seen how disciplined and he uh, he was he was mature beyond his years. He was very uh, that artistic mind was there. The discipline was already there, and his focus was already there. He had put that forth. Um, early on, um, he would talk about what he wanted to do when he grew up, and he'd go to the library and research it and read about it and studied it. So he's, he's been, he had been doing that for, I mean, since his young, younger years. Whatever he wanted to do or was interested at the time, you know, he'd go Just and dive into learn it. 100%. Yeah. Yes. So that, was, that is something that he, he had or he's always had. And uh, he knew, so, I mean, I can go, I can segue into different areas, <laughs> but um, that it really did start, we did see it from way back. Uh, he was very, uh, he had curiosity all over. Um, mm-hmm. and, and again, he was disciplined in whenever he felt or wanted to learn something, he went after it. Mm-hmm. And no matter what, he was determined, mm-hmm. determination. Is was mm-hmm. another thing of his. Mm-hmm. I'm sh- I mean, I'm sure he studied all the wrestling moves too. He probably learned how to DDT and like do a sleeper <laughs> hold. Uh, um, right, and he got it down to like the technical part of it. Mm-hmm. Like really, really studied it. So it, it was just it was beyond what I mean. We see that, or we we see him like, you know, on the couch, just flipping through. He sit a, have a stack next to him of books of the same you know, whatever it is that he was learning mm-hmm. at the time or wanted to learn, interested in, um, and just going through it, mm-hmm. you know, and he really, you could see the focus that he had, mm-hmm. you know, even back then yeah. in his early, early years. Did you guys ever have a whole family Royal Rumble? <laughs> <laughs> and who was the last man standing? <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> no, um, well, they were, they were a little bit younger, but we, we get down. <laughs> we, we get down, you know. Yeah, and, then, and then my dad would be like, "Yeah, come and say, I'll pack and say." Doing like atomic leg drops yeah. off the top of the couch. <laughs> no, but my neck and my back is feeling it. <laughs> uh, we throw down a mattress and get on and really get down. <laughs> oh, you guys do legit. Mm-hmm. That's funny. Dude, we weren't playing. <laughs> 
That's how we would settle some things. And he would just say, Luchitas, we knew. <laughs> it's we all knew. Yeah, yeah. Our backs were going to be hurting. Like, I know I know he got into, like, Mexican wrestlers and all that stuff. I don't know if maybe that was later on once he started really diving and looking back into, like... Yes, that's, you know. that's a good point because that is true. WWF was, was the beginning of it. Um, but from there, it evolved to, you know, the, the Mexican wrestling. Yeah. And then he, he, he just began to... You know, watch the movies and stuff. And movies and you know, because they oh, were still, libre. yeah, they would show the, yeah, yeah. yeah. on Sundays. So yeah. we would That's go to church in, in the morning and then watch wrestling <laughs> <laughs> in the evening. <laughs> yeah, tenía máscaras yeah. de lucha libre en yeah, su cuarto. Yeah. What about with like, um, like music and like playing music or DJing music? Do you, do you guys know his like uh, origins of like DJing? Or producing too? I'm curious. That's that's um, he started playing music like at church, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. That, that's I think that's where that. I mean, I, I, again, I, I think a lot of the a lot of this. Um, he had curiosity early on and just never really developed it until, you know, he came across a um, I guess um, a gateway maybe uh, of how to bring it out but uh, how to put it out there uh, right the thing is like when you're a creative like you meet some one person that you can learn from and then you go and and try to learn from that one person and then just from there just yeah, yeah. if you, you, you get sta- into it just keep going right so he didn't start um with music i mean he loved music and different genres of music and uh and i think that's that's what started that um Th- that's where the trigger was with music. It it, it was, um, I, it was popular back then. I think Diego just men- mentioned it earlier. The type of music, Miami, what was it? Oh, yeah, Miami bass. Yes. Um, the booty bass. Booty bass. <laughs> two live crew. Yeah. Um, two live crew was you know one of those DJ first groups that yeah, <laughs> and I th- I think that's where it kind of started. And this he must have been six seventh grade maybe yeah that was big in the late 80s yeah so and that's when he first began to so this is happening this coincides with with like wrestling and then music correct (laughs) well i'm trying to get an idea of like eras you know like he's how old and what is he into at that point and then because somewhere in there he eventually jumps to hair after hair it jumps into you know more dj more music you know so it you know somebody that's wrestling also into music like that that's Kind of awesome to me. Yeah, Two um, Life Crew was his walk-up song. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, it was around. It was like the latter years of uh, elementary when um, he he got into music, started getting into music. But he never he never really left wrestling per se. Because again, um, he then you know was li- watching the Mexican wrestling, um, but. It was uh, in 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 middle school, fifth grade, or I'm sorry, elementary, fifth grade, sixth grade. Um, he was still heavily in into WWF, um, but then uh, it, it was in middle school where he began to find that his music side, I guess. Um, what with did, what did he play at church, or how old is he? Well, we're not there yet. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, like he wasn't okay, so. It we're it, right when he starts getting this music bug, I guess if if I may, um, it's it's around seventh grade. It's in he's in middle school and he's starting to listen to like DJs, DJ Magic Mike. I remember that mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. 
because that was, he that was I I want to say that was a, a an influence uh, influencer for him to him, um, and and that kind of also got him going on that, uh, and then he got into other DJs, found other DJs, and along those um, old school uh, rap or like um, gangster rap. Mm -hmm. uh, he was coming around and, and learning about it. It's, this is sixth, seventh grade. Uh, I'm trying to remember one of the one of the one of the uh, groups back then. Um, I'll remember it, but but yeah, that's how it, it evolved. That or he evolved from um, from when he first started listening to to just to music. Mm -hmm. um, and all throughout the the middle school, it was it was. It was a hip hop, mm -hmm. um, the gangster rap, mm -hmm. N.W.A., um, Fat Boys. Um, these are some of the names that Beastie come to Boys, mind. maybe. Beastie Boys also. They, they were they were popping at that time. Yeah, that was a big one for me too. You mentioned something about how he was like he would he would study things uh, from when he was really young. And from my experience with him, I saw him do that with pretty much everything he was into hair music, DJing, production. He would read a lot. Um, he had tons of books about, you know, the, 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 how to create things in those spaces. Um, it's something that I thought I always really admired about him. Um, when did you guys start seeing him kind of get into the hair stuff uh, and studying that? And what was, did you know what inspired that in him or was that something that he kind of discovered on his own and, and, and went that route? Because he really, really loved that for a long time. When I met him, he was 100% about sumo hair and, and the haircutting and the studying. And he, he was really amazing at it, too. That's, that's uh, you know, some of, the, some of his, his more recent fans don't, weren't really aware of that. Um, but I think it, that, that thread of his creativity and his sort of genius from hair carried into music so seamlessly from my perspective mm -hmm. so i'm curious like when did it become about the hair for him did you guys see that transition yeah i uh, i don't think any one of us saw it coming um and i i'll be honest i i don't know where that came from or where that originated from um but again he when he made a made up his mind that that's what he was going to do that's what he was going to do Mm -hmm. uh, but I don't think any one of us saw it coming, and to me, just like just blurted out like, that, hey, this is what I'm gonna do. And this was his senior year mm -hmm. in high school when he, almost right before graduation, mm -hmm. um, it, w it must have been the uh, second semester of his senior year. He just said, you know, this is what I'm gonna do. But he didn't want to really put it out there because, you know. Um, <laughs> I'll say Mexicans, you know, Mexican heritage, you yeah, know, the machismo, machismo, all yeah. that, you know. But he was determined to do it, and I think that was one of his drivers to do it, do it well, like do it, just go hard at it, learn it, and 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 do it well, and just shut the critics up. Yeah, that that's what prove people wrong. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. He loved proving people yeah. wrong. Like, if yep. you prove them wrong, like, he yep. was going to do it just because you didn't yeah. want him to yep. or because you didn't think he could do it. Like, he would he would go all out and he would do it. And and that, for me, was something that that I saw in him that I really admired and respected and uh, inspired me because it's just like, you know what? Like, no, like, 
you know, prove the doubters wrong. Like, anybody going to doubt you? Like, you know, like flip the script on them. Oh, that's like go all sure. out and learn it, indulge yourself in it, learn it, and master it. And and he was about that, and he mastered everything that he put his mind to. Um, yeah. yeah. Now, Deborah, Anai, how happy were y'all when you heard he was going to start <laughs> doing it? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, we, we didn't see it coming, nor did our hair <laughs> see it coming. <laughs> so I guess that's one of the things that we got to collaborate with him. <laughs> and Deborah has a fun story. <laughs> Like, hook me up with a perm real quick. So he did my hair for my quinceañera. And I don't, I don't even look at those pictures. <laughs> That's how bad my hair was. was he, st- he was still learning at that time? He was still learning. Oh, okay. He was well, still hey. learning. So. No, I, I, must have, I cried. I cried. It must have been his. It must have been It was his probably all So Medusa huh? was his ex like that was what he was going for. Oh, that actually sounds pretty cool. So Sam. <laughs> And then he cut my hair the day before I graduated from high school. And I woke up the next day and my hair was bad. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't look at those pictures either. But, but, but you know what? Like he would like use like some kind of like inspiration or yeah. concept. And for you to say that right now, that kind of blows yeah, my mind. Because I know. like I'm, I'm sure like like that's very ambitious to like use that yeah. as like inspiration medusa like how do you pull that yeah. off you know you don't but big up for him <laughs> but see that's the thing is that is that he was so brave and fearless that yes. he didn't he was gonna go for it. like you know right. what i'm gonna either ride it out in some sassoon magazine <laughs> or something right. he was thinking big that's he was. that's damn yeah. that's pretty yeah, crazy he would always try to make me feel better but it Aww. didn't work <laughs> well he cut my daughter's hair right before her I'm eighth sorry. grade graduation <laughs> honestly oh. i will be honest it was the most perfect haircut. Oh, like, yeah. But by that time, he, he <laughs> yeah. had already tested yeah. on his little sisters. <laughs> but that was last July. Oh, okay. okay. June, yeah, he June, would uh, cut our, hairs, our hair for like two hours, two to three oh, hours yes. straight. And we couldn't move. Perfectionist. Stay still. Well, he's Stop learning moving. too. Yeah. Yeah. He, he would call me, Anna, Anna just, just a little longer. Stop moving. Uh. I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> so he had... What is it? Five, five of y'all to test, to yeah. test his skills on. Well, My mom got it too. Like who, <laughs> uh, whose hair did he cut in this room? Everybody's. Everybody. Everybody raising their hand. He, he cut didn't cut mine, but he cut my daughter's. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, early oh, on he, he, he used to look for models for to cut people's hair, and he would used to cut our hair too early yeah. when he was like in school and learning and stuff. And when he every time he cut my hair, like he was already like. It was clean. It was good. It was a fade with scissors. I mean, he was getting down with scissors like that with yeah. doing a fade. Okay, I was like, bro, like that's a latter part of skills. his schooling. Yeah, <laughs> and that's where actually I, I want to say the network began is when he had to look for models um, for school. He had no, he really had no choice. He had to get out of his comfort zone. Yeah, and um, and so that's the point when I, I I've shared before multiple times and with you guys and others and. That's really when he began to study and read up on, learn uh, the, 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 the um, what is it, uh, the skill yeah. or how to, how to be a better communicator, uh, how, to, how to, you know, just break the ice um, and, and connect with people. Uh, he, he saw the importance and, and he did the same thing as he had always done. 
it was nothing new to him. He knew what he had to do. He was mm-hmm. read up on it, study it, and learn it, and all that, uh, and began to apply it. Mm-hmm. And he would go out and you know seek, look for the the right models because um, depending on what the hairstyle or or the cut was going to be, mm-hmm. then he needed to find the right person, yeah. the right hair, the right you know every shape, face, head, shape, everything exactly. type of hair, right? And he so he would he would study that and, and go out there and and make those connections and mm-hmm. um that's where i think he began to get out of his comfort zone get out of mm-hmm. his shell and mm-hmm. and you know become that communicator that he was mm-hmm. um which was i mean it, it, he he started working on that and he never stopped working on that mm-hmm. he just got better and better at it um and just like he did at everything else. That's right. He yeah. knew what he had to do, and he went after it, applied himself, and mm-hmm. did it. Yeah, because I remember him when I first met him. He was really shy. He was really quiet. He was really, like, an introvert. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then once he started, you know, the hair, and, 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 and he had to go out there, and like you said, like, network and meet people, introduce himself, really learn how to talk to people, to have them to gain their trust, <laughs> to let them or let him cut their hair like that really like he was just a different person after that like he was when he was out like out networking um you know and just and being a a really amazing communicator and and networker i mean he connected so many people um over the years and he ended up knowing so many people yeah Um, he took it to another level mm -hmm. um right around that time i was I was uh, in a transition myself. I wasn't sure what I was going to do. But I, too, I don't know if it was in in our conversations or what have you, but it, I, too, also saw the, that importance. And um, I, I also um, strayed away from what I was doing at the time into something more of that sort. And, uh, and we would kind of, bounce off ideas from each on from each other and, mm-hmm. and it kind of it it just kind of worked it clicked and it was another connection we had at that time i'm mm-hmm. um, talking about when he was maybe 1920 mm-hmm. um when he was doing this and and i too i was in a phase that uh, you know i was still trying to find myself mm-hmm. find my path and uh but i too saw that same importance to being a, a, a good communicator better communicator mm-hmm. and i did it my way and he did his but blew me out of the water <laughs> so like once he's going to school and 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 because his interest was in music was still at the same with his interest in hair he just wasn't pursuing music so at what age did he start actually learning or taking lessons uh music lessons was that in high school um, when he was learning uh, music lessons? In church, uh, I don't think he he, he allowed himself. Because I remember him uh, telling me that like someone had taught him like guitar or bass, at, yes. like a church, or yes. he was in a band mm-hmm. or playing. That w- that was uh, during his high school years, and that must have been um, I I'd say maybe his sophomore year or so. Uh, yes, there there was a, a church band or group um, and. He was part of the youth group at the time, and so they were just asking, you know, who would be interested in playing. They needed a, I, I, I want to say, a guitarist, mm-hmm. and um, I didn't know this until after. 
Um, but I guess he just he volunteered, and that's he didn't know how to play. Right. He didn't know how to play, but they offered to show him, you know, at mm-hmm. least the basics, and so he took him up on it, and and that's where that's how where that started his him playing an instrument and just develop that from there mm-hmm. uh, that side of him himself uh, from there on mm-hmm. and something i think was really awesome about um witnessing his transition from hair to music was uh, projects like the cutting room where he he worked along with uh, julian and they put together an event where he would cut hair and there would be DJs and producers making or, or you know, making live music or uh, DJing. And it was a party. It was really awesome. Um, I think that was also when he started transitioning from networking from hair and then in networking and music. And it was like his his sort of, I, you know. I think so. That's uh, that was a, the transition uh, or the time during this transition that he was making. But he never left uh, music, even though. So we're talking about years after, you know, after high school. By this time, he had learned multiple instruments on his own. Um, he just he picked up, he'd pick up any instrument and, and start messing with it, and then eventually mm-hmm. he would he would get it down and become comfortable doing it. And uh, uh, we would, he would. I mean, I was never, uh, you know, anywhere near to. In, near to what he was doing, especially in music, but I'd come for the ride. You know, <laughs> I, 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 we, I mean, we'd go to TJ to pick up instruments, mm. um, solely to pick up instruments. Mm-hmm. Um, we took, a, I mean, there was a, at least a couple of instruments that we went down there specifically just for that. Mm-hmm. The stand-up bass, I think, was one of them. That's what I was going to ask about because that, when I remember the first time I went over to you guys' house, is when I was in high school and. I think he had that stand-up bass. Yeah. He had instruments already. Yeah. And then he yes. was, like, playing. I was like, dude, that's cool, man. I'll learn how to play that. Yes. And so he, then he, once he, he got comfortable with the, the playing, um, so this was, you know, again, the youth group and, and the band at, at church uh, is how he got going. They eventually formed a group. And I think he, he even pulled some of you guys into it. Yeah. Willingly or not. But, yeah. Um that evolved to that band um and by this time again he was fully you know on uh playing uh, different instruments uh, and i think at the time he was just just playing the bass and Mm stand-up bass Mm -hmm. um but after or when going back to uh, what diego was saying um when he was doing hair he he began because he he wanted to put out like put it out there you know he wanted to be a, he wanted to expose himself to to uh other people and others just in general about what he was doing and i mean he was he wanted to make it big he wanted to mm-hmm. do big things mm-hmm. in, in that arena and and so he knew he understood what it is that he needed to do which was exposure um you know just putting put himself putting himself out there and so that's when he began to uh, mix the two or do both the hair with the music, mm-hmm. the hair with the, uh, even he would, he, I, I believe he was even editing his own videos. Yeah, um, he he, somebody showed him. He was self-taught pretty much. Somebody showed him the basics and then he, he started, he learned enough to, to be dangerous. 
and then but he just, also watched a lot of youtube yeah and he learned right. a lot on youtube yeah. so then he started producing um he he was doing his his own even beats at the time already mm-hmm. he was doing his own music and um and also editing his videos adding the music i mean that's really where kind of hit that both of those he was kind of taking them both um side by side and and making making things happen with yeah. what he could yeah i feel like music he was all ever since i met him he was always into music i mean yeah i saw him be more into music in high school and then that's like what you're saying that's when he started learning and then once he let, got out of high school then he was about the hair but he was still jamming with us and right. still very much in- interested in music um and he really that's the the time where he really really pushed hair and you know he went to school and then and then he moved to new york yeah that was another bomb he dropped on us or on me anyways (laughs) and you know i i I just as he as i did with with when he told me about doing hair like go ahead man just do it go for it go get after it Mm -hmm. and totally supported him i i knew what that meant but i uh, i also i also uh, trusted that he was doing it for the right reason he told me that's that's what he felt he needed to do and that's all i needed to hear mm-hmm. you know when he said that I, there was there was there was nothing else to say mm-hmm. um he was i mean i took that to be very sincere and straight up honest and he was a straight up kind of guy mm-hmm. and i wasn't gonna hold him back right I, I encouraged him to to do it even though again i you know i knew it was gonna be tough and for everyone else around us and the family us especially but i didn't think about it in that moment i just knew i he needed to go mm-hmm. and i told him go mm-hmm. just go yeah because he pretty much finished school and moved to new york and made it out there like he went out there pretty much with like very little yeah. um i mean he was a minimalist <laughs> as, it, as you know i don't as know it if was. it was by choice though no well at that <laughs> well, <laughs> when, like, well yeah when he went to when he went to new york um i remember you know like him going out there with very little and finding a job getting steady work he got an apartment like he 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 was he was doing it you know and he would i would talk to him and he would you know say how much he hated the yeah. weather yeah well uh, he, he, was he set hated up. the cold <laughs> oh damn you got a little <laughs> drum roll over yeah, they're, they're in here <laughs> that wasn't <laughs> a joke <laughs> that, was that wasn't a joke yeah. <laughs> that was so random <laughs> Sorry. let's see do it again that yeah. was um <laughs> How long was he in New York for? How, um, how many years? Do you know? A couple years. Two? Yeah. I think that, that New York experience and also a little ahead of that, I mean, yeah, after that was the San Diego experience. Him putting himself in these situations where he had to push himself to kind of it was succeed. He pu- he yeah. would de- he would definitely, I feel like he would definitely push himself on purpose. And it kind of fit fed back to that idea of him being like this really good communicator it it helped him with that and he became a, an amazing communicator because he would meet people from all over the place and have to start from scratch with everyone and um i think that going also going back a little bit to him cutting my hair 
um, I would have amazing conversations with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is already, he's already making music and all this stuff. Uh, he was a super supportive person. I think that's something that's really important for us to talk about because I think um, spending time with a lot of his friends that I didn't necessarily know um, more recently, a lot of people say that about him, that he was just so supportive. He would tell mm-hmm. people like, oh, you have this creative side, you have this artistic side, you need to bring it out in you. He had those conversations with all of us, you know? And it's really something that I think all of those experiences, you know, the hair networking, the music networking, going to New York, going to San Diego, um, and and being so ambitious, like he wanted to connect with people so much. Um, one of the reasons why I think uh, it's important to hear Marianne talk a little bit, because she has a very awesome and unique sort of relationship with him, um, and I would love for you to share a little bit about that because it touches a little bit about how supportive he was with you. You would share some of those conversations with me. Um, I, you know, I don't, I don't mean to, you know, mess, mess up the, the chronological of his life, but I think it's, it's something that he carried always with him. So it kind of didn't have like he was I felt like as soon as I know him, he was that supportive person. So I would love to hear mm-hmm. your, your experience with him about that. Be- before you do that, I'll interject real quick here. Um, to, to your point, yes, yes, that is very true. And I think as, as we grew older and understood things better, uh, we, one thing we would talk about and, and I saw how we got better and better at understanding was the fact that in order for us to be better or be be better, I guess is the word, is, uh, it, we need to make others better. We need to find what uplift others and make them better and that's how we become better because that, that, that is just the way that, that's the, it's the way to go about it. If you want to do something big, you want to f- surround yourself by people who are of the same mindset mm-hmm. and uplift them and bring out the best out of them or in the best, whatever it is that they have in them. You know, you got to find that, identifying that and bringing it, that out, you know, um, helping them identify that for themselves. And I think, and I, I, I say this because these are some of the conversations that we would have. Um, and, and again, him and I side eye on, on this sort of stuff because, you know, we were on that same path in our own way. Um, in order for you to do great things, you need to find great people and you need to be able to help them see the greatness in them. And it, that's the only way how you're going to be successful. That's how we, we, were, we, were, we would base our success on is helping others succeed. Mm-hmm. And that, so he, we began to understand this concept, but again, he, he would just take it to another level and, and really go after it. So just wanted to share that. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. Super. Um, well, I don't want to necessarily take up so much space, but, um, thank you. I appreciate that, Diego. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I met Nekdali, I met Nekdali, I think about this time now, it's like seven, seven years ago. Um, I met him, well, I first met Eduardo and Diego, and then um, I went to the Namita one time. Uh, it was in December, I believe, of 2016, and I had gone. And right away, Nectali was like, oh, I think maybe you, Ed, you introduced me or something to Nectali, but he was like, oh, I've heard of you. I've heard of Chilita Vano Club, the group that I'm a part of. And right away, he was like, that's super amazing. Respect, you came out here. I was already going to set to play 
January. I was going to play January Dinamita of 2017, but I went in December. And right away, he was like, I fuck with you. Thank you so much for coming. Like, you came to, you came to scope it out. <laughs> I specifically remember him having this conversation with me and, and um, like, almost verbatim, like, saying that I appreciate you for coming out and supporting and scoping it out before you play. Um, and I think from there, you know, I think it, it, I feel like I'm very, very blessed and very fortunate to have the relationship that I had with Nick Dali because I, I feel like I got to see different sides of him. Um, I got to see this side when he was with Diego and Ed and all his friends that he's known for 20 plus years, you know, and so I got to experience that side of him that sometimes and more intimately that some in a sense like certain people in that know him in the music sense don't necessarily or the music community um, but I also got to experience Nectali as like a co um, or you know co co DJ or someone that you know I sometimes have been booked on the same bill as him or that we knew we were in similar spaces or we would play similar events you know yeah um, so it was really awesome to you know just have that experience with him and every time that I would see him um, you know I, I, I did see him as like a, a, a big brother you know I really did um, I think when we would talk, he would, he would see, he, it was really nice cause he was able to see my growth in, in music and in DJing and just like my comfortability of being in certain spaces. And every time that I would see him or, you know, we do have these conversations, um, I, I would like to say, and he, I mean, he did mention, but you know, but that he he respected my opinion in certain areas or certain certain of just of what we would talk about you know and he would be like i, I want to talk to you what do you think about this uh or what do you think about this space or what do you think about what's going on over here uh, and we would have those conversations you know um or just even like what's what like what do i want to do in terms of my djing and how do i see myself you know uh and he was definitely that person like you were saying that who, he he wanted to see other people's wins as well you know like he was um he was doing, you know, so much for himself, but he was at the same time encouraging so many other people around him. And this is something that I've continued to hear all around, you know, and, and it, it's been, um, I mean, it's bittersweet, but it's been really beautiful to really see um, how, how encouraging he was to so many folks. And, and um, you know, again, me personally, um, just to really to, to see that and have those conversations with him. Um, and it's something that, you know, you don't necessarily always get from a lot of folks. Um, so so yeah it's really inspiring to to you know just kind of hear the trajectory of you know his his supportiveness of his supportiveness of his life and folks around him so well yeah. i think that's a good segue to talk about him as an educator because mm -hmm. you're talking about like being supportive and sharing knowledge and being about like building community that does that and he was an educator he taught uh hair um i don't know uh, yeah. I don't know if anyone knows a little bit more about him as an educator. Um, I, I know he taught at some pretty prestigious uh, academies or schools. Um, but, yeah, he, he really was about sharing uh, knowledge and, and supporting each other. So, so everyone, so we all come up, you know. Um, and that's, you know, that's really what, what, what we talk about here and what we praise. Um, but, yeah, I mean... Yeah, um, yeah. <clears throat> um, you know, I, when he came back from New York is when he, uh, I guess his mindset was um, not to continue to do hair full time or like he, wa he was more of he, some, I, and I don't know where and how it happened, but he came back with the mentality of 
passing down the you know his knowledge mm-hmm. to others who were interested in, in in that same same area or arena um and so he came back with that mindset he continued to do hair and all but he was more about you know growing others impacting others and i was as she as Mary was just saying or talking i i remember a phrase he i vividly remember he'd say fool it's about how many people you're gonna impact <laughs> you know and and that's i mean it, it's like again it's one of those phrases that will stay with me forever right, right, right. uh there's there's many of those uh, but that's mm-hmm. one of them uh and so he wanted he wanted to pass down his his knowledge and and wanted to share uh with others mm-hmm. and in, impact others um give back to those who you know like himself uh had interest at one point or had that goal or dream to do hair and do it in a big way he was he had been through at that even at that time he had already been through quite a bit um and wanted to share that with with others mm-hmm. and so that's where it was when he came back from new york that he goes to san diego and and, and is teaching at uh paul mitchell academy um and i honestly i didn't even know he was doing that i thought he was still doing hair mm-hmm. um, not so much uh, you know teaching but that uh, that's as far as i know that's where it started i don't know what 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 triggered it uh, you know i what somebody told me uh recently um and uh it's it's that i like to think that that is what happened which was basically he was just not down with the politics involved or just you know what what comes along with doing hair you know in that in a bigger stage mm-hmm. um and so instead he focused or, or refocused to you know teaching others instead you know it's <clears throat> to piggyback off of um Hector and Marianne I think there's um you know, I, I went to go do a, a little mini documentary on on Nectali to start a podcast, and now that I think about it, that dude flipped the script on me. Like, I went to go do a story on him, but that dude He's inspired that. me. Yeah, <laughs> like I was like, "Oh, let's talk about you." And now it turns out that that guy really opened me up, and you know, allowed me to go be more creative and step away from the stuff that I'm I'm used to. Like, it's yeah. It, he always had a plan. Um, yeah, I'm not no, a hidden that's agenda because it doesn't sound right. I wasn't but, planning on that, but, um, but you know, thanks, Nick. Yeah, he, <laughs> again, he was, he was, especially if, if he was, you know, he had you in his circle, he had bigger plans for you you didn't even know about. <laughs> yeah, um, just finding out about this a couple of years later. Yeah. Just, yeah. And that's, and I, I hear that from, you know, I've heard that from a few people uh, now. And it's funny because, you know, when, when I, we'd have our, our cut sessions, um, you know, he'd, he'd, he'd not always mention names, but he would tell me about scenarios or instances of how he was, he would get to people or how he would use the chair to get to people and mm-hmm. figure people out and, you know, find a way to help them, find a way to bring the best out of you. And he would do that with me too, but I knew what was coming. <laughs> he actually, yeah, you're, he mentioned some of those in instances where he started cutting producers' hair, like music producers' hairs and DJs' hairs, and he w- he was cutting like three ball Monterrey guys' hair, like Erin Rincon, and he he um a, a few other really big name DJs, Diplo. Diplo. He was cutting all their hair. This is 
probably a few years before he started in getting into production, but he was like trying to understand right. them. But yeah, he, he, he wasn't. Brain. Yeah, mm-hmm. he wasn't necessarily doing it like in an in an exploitative way, but he would. He wanted to understand their their perspective. He wanted and then, to learn. Yes. Yes. I don't. Yeah. I don't think it was. Uh, it was in any way malicious at all. But in but and and not playing trickery on them or anything, <laughs> he was solely really just wanting to learn about that art, uh, because he either he I mean he always had that love for it, and I think he just wanted to evolve or or, or take that path. He saw that being the next his next phase or his next step. That's like unconventional learning. Yeah, he's like we just like honestly curious. And wants to know, like, how... That is what, true. You know, that is true. A curious therapist. Yeah. Just listen to people's problems while <laughs> yes. cutting their hair. Those are hairstylists. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> right? Uh, I'm, cu- I'm curious, like, how... Um, like, when... How you all started Dinamita. Because I do know that, like, speaking with you, Ed and Diego, that you guys mentioned that... Yeah, you guys would do a lot of the logistics stuff, um, but he was the one who was networking with folks. He was the one that would a lot of the times like invite folks that he's met throughout the years. How did how did Dinamita start? Dinamita started years before the first Dinamita. Um, <laughs> we were all into the same music. We were listening to cumbia. We were listening to a lot of tropical. We were listening to just a lot of records and deep cuts. Um, and we would have little get-togethers at Nectali's house in Koreatown. We would talk about it uh, a lot. And yeah, we would be DJing already. Yeah, we and were we DJing at his house. Was he DJing too? I'm assuming. Yeah, I had my turntables over there, um, and we would just like play records, like just share records. Yeah, and it was a it was a party at his house. Uh, t- his neighbors didn't like us, um, <laughs> but you know, it ended up like yeah, we need to do a, a real party, and we we were going to a lot of cool parties, and we wanted to make our own that had our own vibe. Mm-hmm. And we found the office, and we got along really well with the family there. Um, and it just became, you know, let's let's do it and let's go hard on like the deep cumbia cuts that we're not really hearing in a lot of places. You know, you hear the old cumbia, um, or you hear salsa. This was back in, when we started it, going on ten years ago. But twenty thirteen. Twenty thirteen. We did it. We jumped in. Uh, we would come and Nick Dali would bring these amazing guest DJs that we had no idea existed. We got, we had Kumia DJs from Australia, from Germany, from, and I don't know how he met these folks. I have no idea, but they were awesome. And they loved him. They were like, Oh, we're, you know, we would see them talk and they would exchange, you know, ideas about music and they would bring him Uh Australian Kumia. And we're just like, what the hell (laughs) is this? Like, it's insane, but it's awesome. Like they were awesome. Yeah. Um, And yeah, he he just knew so many people, and it, I think a lot of it had to do with his hair networking, um, and also like he would hit people up on on um, YouTube or SoundCloud or these uh, websites where you download music. Personally, he would hit them up. He's like, "Hey, I really like your music. To, like, how did you make it?" And people would connect with mm-hmm. him like that, and then they would come visit him in LA. And so he was he wasn't just networking in person. He was on the internet networking too and it's just like he yeah well but by this time you gotta under also understand that by this time he's had decades of in essence quote-unquote training you know um in learning how how to connect with people so he would find by this time he knows how to connect with you he wants to connect with you, he's going to connect with you um and so it, it, it was i think at this point and, and and then he had nothing to lose. And we talk about, like, hey, 
fuck, man. What's the worst that can happen? Say no. They they say <laughs> yeah. no. So you know, it it doesn't hurt to just go out there and say it, or, or mm-hmm. go out there and and put yourself out there. You got to put yourself out there. Uh, so those are some of the things that he he would say, and they resonate. You know, they they have, uh, and they will continue because that was him. That that was he. I mean, he uh, he. That was him. Mm-hmm. I mean, to put it in nameless terms, that was him. We we. I was recently looking back at a lot of the DJs that we had in Dinamita, and it's a it's a crazy lineup of DJs. Um, it's it's on our Dinamita Instagram page. Back, I think you made that li- Ed made that list maybe like three, four years ago. So it's not too old, um, but it's a, one of the one of those stories. But you could see all the people, and I would oh, want, I want to say at least eighty percent of those are all Nectali's friends. <laughs> like he just would bring folks, and it was awesome. And yeah, I think because of him, just the music scene in LA got got some treats because of you know his networking ability and. Um, just the relationships he built people really liked mm-hmm. liked him and people wanted to collaborate with him and we 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 you know when he started making music he started working with a lot of these people and making beats with them and collaborating with them on a different level so yeah i encourage everyone to go on his social media on his soundcloud and um spotify and listen to all of his music like he has so much stuff that he made um and all of this while you know being a DJ while, while being also cutting hair still. He never really stopped. He would do it for his close friends and all this while being your brother, you know, like he was, yeah, he was, yeah. he made a lot of time for you guys. And he talked to me about that. He was like, I really want to spend more time with my family. And I mean, you guys could share more about that and his relationship with his nieces and nephews. And mm-hmm. I would love to hear more about that. I'll start it off. Um, just, just real quick. Um, I think that, um, yeah, this, this, this is as of recent in the recent years is when he began to uh, again i mean he he had different phases that he went through learning phases and and just growing phases and and a lot of uh his situations or you know would bring him closer to who he was or or get him uh you know move him move him up or grow himself um and uh, these are the the more of the recent years or the latest the latter years where um, he was coming around uh, more on a regular basis. Um, there's there's various reasons, I think, as to why that was happening, but it wasn't until these maybe two, three years when he began to come around more and began to, you know, connect with the nieces and nephews, um, spent more time with us. I, I think that's when he might have been sharing with you guys with like Diego was saying that uh, he wanted to spend more time and he, and he did and he mm-hmm. did definitely do that uh he'd come around more um and actually spend time with us yeah i think it was because of covid so that's one of the things we got to say covid because <laughs> um, for that 2020 he he had mentioned he had a lot of um plans of traveling so everything got shut down and then he had us. <laughs> mm-hmm. So um, I think that's when he started coming around more. He was coming. We used to see him like before COVID. We used to see him maybe once a month, twice a month. Um, but because of COVID, we were seeing him three times a week sometimes. Um, so we were making the drive over here, picking him up. 
So. Would he stay? The, yeah. would, would he stay the night out there? No, no never, <laughs> never because of his cats. Oh, that's he true. needed to come home. Pancake and, fe- and muffins. Yes. Pumpkin. Shout out to them. Yes. <laughs> he'd stay at. He'd stay. He'd stay. Uh, um, he'd stay. He maybe stayed a couple of nights, but it was. You know, he had to get up early. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah oh, you're right. Be- before oh. their breakfast time. <laughs> yeah, I know he did stay because then my kids had to come home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it was always like a party when he would come. Like everybody would ask, "When is he coming?" <laughs> so whenever he he was coming, we knew it was gonna be like a party. My mom was gonna be ki- uh, cooking his favorite food. Um, we had no say in that. Right. <laughs> And you know everybody was com- was gonna be coming by to just hang out with him. How many and nieces and nephews does he have in total? From from all you? Ten. Ten. Yes. Got me. Yeah. He has me beat. <laughs> <laughs> so he would, you know. Always one step ahead. <laughs> we had we had we had a schedule for him. Who was gonna he- be cutting <laughs> hair for that day? <laughs> so you had to make. Then he had a 10-hour day because he used to take those long haircuts, yes. have those he, nice, long right, conversations. Because he would talk to everybody. And that's one of the things that I have talked to um, with my sister, that he would make anybody feel special. If you were sitting in his chair, mm-hmm. he was going to make you feel oh, yeah. special. Just a no matter, yeah, Always right. great. Including yeah. the, the kids, the nieces and Right. Nephews. No matter what age. Like, the youngest is two. Right? Mm. Well, two. Back mm. then when he started cutting her hair. And he would joke around with her and just make her laugh Mm -hmm. and giggle and so he would make anybody that was sitting in his chair you knew that you were going to have a good conversation Mm -hmm. if you were a kid you were going to have a good time that's almost like part of being a hairstylist or barber you have to be good at that like you have to be good at making people feel comfortable yeah um you know them you know gaining that trust yeah like in that instant in that first like oh hi like you got to make them feel comfortable from the first second you meet someone and that was something that he really really mastered because i mean those are some of me personally whenever he would come out here those some of the best conversations Mm -hmm. that i ever had with him um was on the chair or after on the rooftop or walking to go get coffee um those were those intimate like just one-on-one sessions were like the ones that i personally cherished probably the most yeah and uh, another thing is nectali was probably one of the funniest people i've ever met like yes. he was hilarious like he would just joke yeah. he would roast you he would it was amazing and getting to spend time with you all his his family i see that like you guys have that too you guys are hilarious and it's it's always fun and lighthearted in a lot of situations you know obviously you have other deep conversations but with nectali overall overarching in my relationship with him it was it was very fun it was yes. very funny we were always joking and it's something I, I love and appreciate about him and and getting to spend more time with you guys. Like I said, I, I love and appreciate that about you guys, too. And I see Thank you. you guys have that. You guys have you guys are funny, man. <laughs> I think it, I think it comes from my dad. He's like that, too. He's always like roasting everybody. Like since we like that's something that we grew up with, like especially after you guys leave. <laughs> right? They probably hey, I hope he doesn't roast us. <laughs> Like he he's yes, funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank he's you. Funny. Yeah, no comment. Huh? <laughs> Damn, pop's got jokes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like they were saying when he would come over, um, it w- it was like a party, and 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 we because we all have 
I mean, I think most of us, uh, you know, as siblings have that same kind of sense of humor, humor, um, and even dark humor. <laughs> so uh, it, it was, it was, uh, it was fun. It was a lot of fun, to say he, the least. He had dark humor, yeah. for sure. <laughs> and uh, sure. low key, he'd be uh, roasting you. He yeah. had he had every kind of humor like <laughs> you could think of like any right right and um it was it was a lot of fun especially uh the one the one holiday as you know in the latter years uh it, w- that we knew he would come um by would be thanksgiving and so it was it was a lot of fun having uh, w- us all being there and him being part of it and uh, it, we knew it was going to get to the point. To, uh, there was a time, always a time, where we were. It was roast time, <laughs> and everybody got in on it. You know, kids uh, uh, from you know ranging from or the little ones to my parents. They get in on it too, and it was it was a lot of fun. And 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 you know it was it was uh, a lot of fun. I don't call it roasting. I call it bullying. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's... Because she got most of it at all. We know who the <laughs> least funniest person oh, was. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's I'm called trauma? Kidding. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You can't take the roast to heart. They're just like, it's, um, what is it? De, cari- it's a, it's de cariño. No, you know, it's, it's like, yeah. it's like, Tough love. And, and like I think she, she's 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 really lying because she's one of the hardest <laughs> roasters. <laughs> she is yeah. not playing when you when you when you go at it with her. You better watch out. Lies. So, so um, <laughs> so yeah, it was it was always fun. Um, he did have that 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 sense of humor, and and we you could have be having a, you know, just a conversation, a deep conversation even, um, yet he. would spark something up he'd bring mm-hmm. something up he'd say something to soften the mood you know um he just he just had that you know that he knew he he, he just he would he could time it you know mm-hmm. just right mm-hmm. he knew he knew when when to say it or when to do it yeah he he, he was hilarious his his humor in spanish was like on another level yeah like I just feel like, yeah, he he had so many little catchphrases too. It was so funny. He would just, yeah. I mean, uh, I, I'm I'm glad and happy that that he brought that <laughs> he brought it out uh, around you guys. Apenas vamos comenzando. Um, yeah. Apenas vamos comenzando. Right, and he he would just he had a uh, he just had a way to say it. You know, he mm-hmm. he almost uh, trademarked some of those. Yep. Mm-hmm. So I think maybe we should probably talk about the show a little bit what do you think adrian yes <laughs> yeah yeah we should just uh, because I, I think we kind of cover like <coughs> like i mean we can go on for days yeah, we, i think but um, i mean we right. can right we still can but uh yeah i mean the the i mean there's so much to talk about neck you know um but he I, I feel like the the show kind of reveals a bunch of stuff that we didn't realize was his creative parts right or or at least brings them all together right mm-hmm. um you know sumo presente was an idea you know that that i think ed brought up to the family and you guys were definitely all about it um but i mean you uh, you guys helped a ton you know helping you know uh bring out some old things things we haven't seen before um okaying things that you you haven't even seen before um yeah yeah, you know the ofrenda is amazing um but just to kind of wrap it all together 
I mean, how how do you think this show went? And you know, what what do you what do you guys uh, think about you know uh, when when you walk in here and see his stuff? Uh, first of all, for you guys to take the time and also uh, pr- provide the space um, for him, it's you know that in itself, you know, we are very appreciative of it. Um, but then there was a setup, you know, the time spent. I mean, I know how busy you guys are all uh, are and 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 you know outside of this here. Um, yet you guys have managed and have done an, uh, an incredible job with the setup, with with making it happen. You know, it's uh, I know it's a lot of hours spent doing it, and I know you guys have um, been about doing it the right way, the way he would have liked it, the way he was, and, and all that. And I, you guys get it. So, but I think I speak for us all that we are very appreciative of that, and. Uh, and the turnout is amazing. It's it's really I I didn't imagine I didn't picture it being as professional as it is. Not that you guys aren't, but <laughs> just just you know I, I didn't. You didn't know what to expect. I did not. I did not. And it it uh, it, it blew our mind. Yeah, it blew it, our mind. I think I was here the week, uh, and I was helping Ed and and Diego set up um obviously there were the more detailed i helped um maggie helped to the ofrenda and kind of like clean up and you know get in where i can support um but i think diego you mentioned something and i don't i don't want to tell the story but of something you're mentioning how you know the whole week we were here and we were setting it up but you came in you came in the day of um you can tell the story no you know do you know what I'm talking about? yeah um I think it happens a lot. We get focused on the show. We get focused on the tasks that we're doing, putting it together, trying to execute our idea. But once it was done, the day of the opening, you know, I walk in and it's like I'm I'm not necessarily on work mode anymore. Now I'm on like, okay, this is the opening. I like to I like the quiet time to enjoy the space. And I came in. I think it was Eduardo was already here. Um and I just walked through it and I sat with it and it was tough. It was really tough. I got really emotional. Um, I mean, seeing a lot of his things, seeing a lot of uh, a, a part of a part of the the show is kind of recreating the his living room in his house, and you know, having been in his home often, um, remembering the time that I went after he passed. Uh, that was a really impactful for me to see, you know, and appreciate. I walked around his space and appreciated how he lived. Um, and not a lot of people, not a lot of our close friends got to be there that day. And it, it was important for them to kind of also be able to sit in a space that he created and that he curated and lived in. You know, it was really like an expression of who he was in his, his mindset at the time. Um, and, going back to that day of the opening you know being back in here and brought a lot of that back and it, it was it was emotional um i can imagine maybe some of you guys had similar experience but yeah it's it's been a tough time you know and yeah. it's doing this has been healing for myself i agree um i i mentioned this uh before it's one of those shows that we really poured our heart into but it's like I, I would trade him 
for in for this you know mm-hmm. like i don't this is not a show i want to do i would rather have my friend here you know mm-hmm. so yeah it's just yeah yeah i i think i had the same experience too like just being in work mode trying to worry about <clears throat> getting stuff done on time and, and 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 making sure everything's right and you know we touch up everything and and i got i got emotional when i lit the candles mm-hmm. yeah. i think it was we, we were saying how coming in and then being like wait this is for me like yeah it's for other people and f- for you all too but it's it's for us individually to 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 process in our own way and to experience that so walking in and being like oh wait yes i set up yes i helped with this but this is for me yeah i think uh, i mean part of it too is just sharing his music and his art and his creativity and everything that he left us with so you know all the films video collages his short films, his hair stories that, you know, he really was a big movie buff. And uh, we collaborate on a couple of short films that are being screened here and as part of the show. And, and just like how many different kind of jars he had his hand in. And he was really, really great at all of them. Um, and I think it shows. It shows in the work. It shows, you know, like you see it in the show and you see it in, in his belongings and his personal you know his personal things that we have on display and and his art it's a it's a good and i said this on the last podcast it's a good introduction to sumo to nectali if you don't know him or know his work come in here and you listen to his music and you see everything that he poured his heart into and it just really really like like shows um all the different sides of him i think something that i noticed um, and I had a few friends, but like obviously once, you know, the news broke on social media that Nectalia had passed, I had a lot of friends who who obviously knew him, and so people started posting pictures and music and you know just their memories of him. But I also had other people who didn't know him that I saw um, post about him or post his music, you know. And I remember one specific friend was like, I didn't know him specifically, but. Um, I see so many people in my community who were, you know, are speaking so highly of him and who he was. And I think that's something that started getting, you know, I started thinking about was, you know, this idea of legacy and like who we are and how do we live our lives, you know? And um, yeah, I think that's something that um, like it's been on my mind a lot these past couple months, you know, since Nectali's passing um, or just seeing like who he was as a person and this multifaceted, creative, loving, expressive, um, humble person, you know, in our lives that, to be honest, like, you don't necessarily encounter so many people like that in your life, you know? And we all had the privilege of knowing him and in our different avenues and our different ways. And, you know, even like in the music community or, you know, not, you know, everybody has their own relationship and connection and mm-hmm. to see his impact whether it was with people big or small um i think that's something that's been heavily on my mind these past couple months is legacy and how do we how do we choose to live our lives and how do we choose to live our lives moving forward um and who do we want in our lives and who do we want around um so i think yeah that's something that's been heavily on my mind yeah i think now for me it's like okay i'm gonna share 
I'm gonna put people or share his art now with others, like to keep his legacy alive, you know, because there's so much great work that he did, and and that's that's how I'm gonna do my part in 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 continuing um, to share his his art and music and, and you know everything that he did, um, because he was one of those people that was, you know, special. I think it's kind of funny that even after <clears throat> his passing, this fool is still making us open up. <laughs> well, we were saying how after his passing, um, he's still connecting people, yeah. you know? And one thing that like I really want to like acknowledge is like him connecting us with you all, yeah. you know? And I think that's something that's been um, like really beautiful to to have this relationship with you all and unfortunately it came at um at a a cost and at a later time but like he's he's still connecting folks he's still networking with folks you know and i think that's what's been really beautiful and we see him Um, through you guys mm -hmm. yeah i see i you know i see hector and you know and we see him in you guys so having you guys around has helped and and creating this um has been part of the process. Mm-hmm. So thank you. Thank you guys. Yeah. For you did what you, what you set out to do. You impacted people. Um, and um, this wasn't part of the plan. <laughs> um, as, as Marion was speaking, uh, it's all right. It's all right. As Marion was speaking, uh, I, I was just, I was also remembering how or thinking of the the people, the many people that have that turned out that knew of him or of his music that I that I've known but they never made that connection so you know he he's he's reached a lot um a lot of people he's reached a lot of you know areas and and has he's he's impacted people yeah like how many random people are hitting you guys up like hey like I knew him. Like, hey. People within our circles, you know, that uh, in my case uh, have stepped up and have said, I didn't know he was your brother or that was your brother. And <laughs> That's a trip. Yeah. And even um, it, even even my daughter, you know, she's, she, she has a, an acquaintance or a friend, someone who also came up to her and said, I didn't, I didn't, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that I was. You know that's that's um, that's amazing, but I, I also as as she's speaking, I'm thinking of you know again one of the last conversations that that him and I had um, maybe I want to say three weeks prior to or, or between three or five weeks prior to it was one of the last deep conversations he was talking about how again like I said earlier like. It's about who you're gonna impact. What mm-hmm. what, what are you gonna leave behind? Because when we're gone, we're gone. Yeah. But how many will you have impacted? 
Yeah. No, and it's just that exactly what what you know she was just saying. You know, she she he touched her, he, he impacted her, and and you know that's what he had set out to do. Yeah, I mean, I think we could easily agree that he impacted all of us in some heavily, way, shape, or form. Um, you know, he was one of my closest, like one of my aces as far as creative, sharing ideas, getting feedback. Mm-hmm. I'll also say there's never been a Chapulín in here ever so I like to think that maybe he's here with us right now <laughs> making some noise <laughs> on this podcast yeah. I'm right here I've folks. never heard I'm one right here. here I'm not kidding I've never heard one here yeah, yeah I could so. hear it but yeah he's I think sumo presente that's I mean the spirit's the here like in the show he's when here. you walk in he's with us I think in just in the impact he had like we're all gonna carry that um and I'm super grateful for that. And I'm grateful for you guys, his family. You know, well, yeah, likewise. Uh, I've I've said it to several of you guys. We're we're also appreciative of you guys, and we we do um, not care much about you guys, just as he did. And again, if if you were in his circle, like you know, many many out there are or or were. Um, you know, we we sincerely do care um, of of all those who made who made him who he was and impacted him because there are a lot out there that um, you know did contribute to who he was and uh, and I've talked to several that you know again the same type of human where they're not trying to get credit for anything they're they're humble and and they they're like no he i mean people that i know that impacted him that i know he um they had something to do with what he was doing or you know um with how he was doing things etc yet they don't they, they don't want that credit but i I I was only uh, with some of them. I've told them how, you know, they were you know one way or another, um, uh, an impact for him, and and also uh, he fed off of them to to get to where he was, um, because he there are still a, a, a lot of those around. You know, I I I, I don't want to say any names, but there's there's many of you out there, um, but I've had multiple conversations with multiple people about you know how enough people that he would ta- tell me or share with me uh of them and and yet they, they're you know they're just humble people that 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 is that is why he you know had that that connection with them the same type of uh same type of human being mm-hmm. yeah huge shout out to everyone who supported um you know just by words go fund me um just any which way possible because i, I mean, think we all needed to su- the support and we've all been supporting each other which has been great here in the community in la which obviously you know the community here for him was big and i feel like everybody in the community really came together here in la um, and we've all been there for each other and we've all been supporting each other and it's really been beautiful to see that like him bring all these people together the network coming all together 
you know, for him um, and for the family and for the cl- the loved ones, the people really close to him. Um, well, thank And I also just want to say, like, thank you to Diego and Ed for, you know, such a beautiful um, and intentional, um, like, it sounds so sometimes weird saying exhibition, you know, uh, but, you know, just next exhibition next. <laughs> there you go. That's the word. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, thank you to both of you, too, for, you know, the work. Um, I think I shared it and I keep sharing this photo um, of you and and Diego. And every time I see it and I've had multiple people like respond to me when I post this photo. I'm, I'm not sure if you've seen it, um, Hector. I'll share it with you. But we were here setting up and it was the photo that Farah put. Um, printed it's amazing quality and he's just he's right here and he's just like waving and saying hi you know Mm -hmm. and I remember just like you all held it up and just you know the way you guys put it up so gently and beautifully and you know but you guys were just in the zone you know Um, but like taking a step back and like looking at the photo looking at the the meaning you know Um, and again just the this whole space that you guys curated and put together it's been really beautiful to kind of see and you know i just want to thank you both for um for your work in that because i know it wasn't easy um thank you for capturing that because when you're in it like you don't see the outside mm-hmm. <laughs> when you're like so focused mm-hmm. sometimes you need people to show you mm-hmm. the people that are and looking. it was like a split second like i just yeah. saw it and i was like oh, yeah oh damn yeah, yeah, you kind of just get in it and you're lost in it. Like, you're in this bubble almost, <laughs> like, of just trying to get things done. Um, but I think it really did, it hit after. Once everything was done, it hit. Yeah. For sure. So, I <clears throat> I think, um, you know, coming to do this podcast, I think, is something that... Um, a lot of us have been dreading <laughs> uh, the idea of speaking or well, just the idea of speaking in general on a situation like this is tough, but also to do this openly and recorded and knowing that it's going to be shared is probably even harder. Um, so the, you know, the idea that everybody here, you know, uh, gathered the strength to, to be open and to show, well, I mean, just to show up is tough, but to be open about this and, and to share this, I think will help in, in everybody's healing of this situation. Um, this has been hard. This has been hard for a lot of us and, um, you know, to have the family and have friends and, and, and everybody here, you know, come through and, and power through this. Cause I know this is hard and this isn't something that a lot of us do all the time. And I don't mean a podcast. I mean like speak, truthfully and honestly be vulnerable and be vulnerable is is very special so to everybody here thank you so much thank you for joining us everybody this is this is awesome this is also you know something that you know nectarly deserves you know honesty and openness and i mean otherwise we we probably wouldn't be here together right yeah so do we have any last minute thoughts or things that folks want to say want to put it out i want to in closing any any final thoughts or anything you'd like to share that we you didn't get to (laughs) anything i just want to add that i felt like as a as the baby sister i felt that you know just like my other brothers he would teach me a lot of things and um he i just you know 
he's still teaching me i think even more now you know i it's kind of like what would jesus do but now it's kind of like you know what would, what would beckett do you know because that was his ak at the house yeah beckett would say you know whatever don't worry about it or you know and so i i've i've come to realize that i feel like he's teaching me more now and i appreciate that and i think i want to share our last deep conversation and that was also when he was cutting my hair the last time and he just told me that to make sure that i found what made me happy and that has really stuck to me mm-hmm. he said whatever it is whatever it is it doesn't matter mm-hmm. whatever it is whatever makes you happy not the mom not the sister not the daughter but what makes you happy mm-hmm. what does anna needs to do to make herself happy mm-hmm. and i you know he didn't know anything as far as like what was i going through that week or what was in my mind or anything we were just talking about you know um how i dye my hair from the box <laughs> and like damn it's crazy how your hair is almost looking looking bluish with all that black from your from your dye hair <laughs> and then i don't know where he just said hey but we just need to find what makes us happy and i'm and he told me i'm still working on it i'm still trying to find what makes me happy but i think i'm getting there so make sure you do the same find what makes you happy and I just wanted to share that because I feel that everybody needs to do that and find whatever it is that makes them happy. That's true. Um, and his famous uh, phrase, fuck it, <laughs> just do it, <laughs> just do it. What's the worst that can happen? <laughs> you know, fuck yeah. it. Even like even to the nieces and nephews, that's that's what he would say. Just don't tell anyone. But fuck it, <laughs> just do well, it. See, the thing about that is that that even if you fail, you still learn a lot. Right. You yeah. Know? Like and that's that's what he was, I guess, trying to get. Yeah. A lot of people see them. failure as being bad, but it's not right. always bad. Right. Exactly. And he, I, I could see him. Yeah. Maybe I don't know if I ever had that conversation with him, but I could totally see. Like, yeah. You don't get anywhere else unless you do it and try it, and right. then you learn from your mistakes. Where's the worst that can happen? You get a no, and that's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So remember that, people. Just like it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think the last thing I would want to say is just thank Nectali for, you know, for kind of like introducing me to this huge his network. Mm-hmm. When I moved uh, to San Francisco. Um, and when I came back, he already was here many years, you know, building his network. Um, and as soon as I moved back, like, you know, he, from the first day he showed up, I was moving stuff from the moving truck into my apartment. He was helping me. Diego was there helping me. And from that day, like, forward, he was just like, all right, we're going to go here, here, here. I'm going to introduce you to he, this person, this, this person, so-and-so. They do this, this, and that. He just plugged me right into, it, like, everything. And and that as an artist is like very important because you don't just you don't introduce people like that just to anyone, you know, like it's just like, you know, it's someone that you believe in, that you trust, that you know, that and, and I trusted him always because I, I, I knew I knew his journey and, and how hard he worked and 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 he knew how important that was as well. 
you know to like like in the creative kind of field to like meet people and 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 you know like-minded people um and really connect with this community here um in la i mean both coming out of long beach we both moved away we both came back we both came back here to la and, and you know just to try to make it and and he he was here before me he got a head start and he plugged me right in with with so many people and some of those people that i call friends you know um to this day and and you know and it was just like like he knew how important that was and and, and for him to share that with me was like really really great and and yeah i mean and then, then he he was a really good friend to me. Um, there's I there's a lot that I like to share and with you with all of you. Um, but the one thing uh, that I that comes to mind is uh, he he was he was always genuine when he spent time with you. So if you spend time with him, know that. You got the real deal. You got. He was solid as a human being and genuine as can be, and loving, always loving. He he understood a lot of things that maybe some of us don't, um, but always meant for the best. And I know there's a lot of people out there that spent time with him, and I know that he if he spent time with you. Um, you meant something to him, and what he w- he was after is just making people better, helping others. And that's how you you change things, you change the sector and industry, of the world. You know, impacting others. And uh, I see, I see, he impacted a lot of you guys out there, and so. I encourage you to continue to do that. You know, go after what you believe in. Go after, be willing to put in the work. Because there's always a, it's always a price to pay. But are you willing to pay it? Just encourage you guys all to keep on moving forward and keep on the right mindset. And thank you guys to. Less than it. I mean, just what? Um, well, thank you both. Thank you. I think um, less than it. It's just what I was mentioning. This 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 concept of legacy and and who you are and how do you wish to carry yourself in the world. Um, and I think that's something that how you mentioned. Like he's continuing to teach me. You know, and with this process, with this journey that we've all been experiencing together uh, and individually with ourselves uh, and our own emotions you know is um what do we have to like how how do we want to be moving forward and what are the type of people that we want to be um and the type of person too is like we have we have this beautiful community with one another and i'm so grateful for so thank you um and yeah thank you again at altura for you know for opening up this space and welcoming us and welcome, welcoming me personally and um, for this beautiful exhibition and 
we're recording this the day before the closing, so um, I'm, I'm, I know tomorrow's going to be really beautiful and special, too. Yeah, and everyone out there that's part of the community who's grieving or wants to talk about Nectali, that new Nectali, like, let's all be there for each other. Let's all support each other. You know, we all loved him. We all knew him. Um, let's be there for one another. I mean, this is still, you know, difficult, um, you know, but, but, you know, so far the support has been great and connecting with all the family has been great. Um, connecting with uh, other people that I, I had never met before that I met through the network. <laughs> um, just, you know, if anyone wants to talk, like, let's be there for each other. Like, maybe you have stories to share about him that we don't know, you know, that we, we're all still learning about him. There's a lot more, just one more thing to add. There's a lot more to him, to us. Um, I hope that this isn't, you know, what you base everything, um, you know, or what we're about, what he was about, but this is only a small piece, a small portion. You know, there's obviously not enough time to, you know, get into, you know, many other things that we like to share and talk about but uh, you know thank you for listening and hopefully we get a chance to share some more but again uh, there's just a lot more that we didn't touch on and uh, we I you know if you guys run into us I think that we definitely be able to uh, share more with you uh, if you're if you're willing to to listen but uh, there's a lot more that we didn't even touch on and you know there's just not enough time for that so mm -hmm. just yeah. oh that yes our, our, our we're we're missing one of the siblings uh, our older brother is is also not present so um there's there's definitely a lot more than than this well, so true. but this we did want to do this and, and share uh, at least give you a bit of an insight as to who he was, who he is, and you know. But there is definitely plenty more. It's really hard to to fit in into a short conversation. The you know the magnitude of of Nectali and his impact on us. And I'm just grateful to have known him um, and gotten to collaborate and spend a lot of time with him. Um, but yeah, we just really thank you guys. I think um, you guys carried. A, a big burden you know after and anything we can do for you guys we're we're, we're always going to be here um and we love you guys and yeah thank you yeah thank you thank you so much for joining us um we appreciate the time but more so uh, <clears throat> thank you for connecting all the all the dots and filling the gaps um there's a lot to nectali um and uh, I think our, our guests today, um, and, and Diego and Ed, uh, and I kind of sort of, yeah, as much as we could in, in about an hour and a half. Um, but, um, uh, that's what, that's, I guess the amazing things about, about podcasts, right? Is, uh, you can carry these conversations on for a long time and, um, you know, share stories on loved ones and, and friends and, and family. And, uh, and I honestly, you know, back to the idea of Nick Daly just saying, fuck it you know this is why we're here right this is why we do podcasts because you know fuck it just keep doing it um but yes but thank you to everybody thank you for for you know the strength and and but also the celebration of life i mean this guy deserves it um let's keep it going dude. keep it going tomorrow we got attorney uh not an attorney we have a tournament um and uh 
Yeah, we have a tourney uh, and Fighter a Street Fighter II tournament because, I mean, you know, the guy loves Street Fighter. He was really yeah, good at it. We, we, we have his tabletop arcade here as part of the show, and we will be doing a, a little tournament on it for those that signed up. But it should be fun. It Don't, should be interesting. Nah, tomorrow's going to go hard. That's going to be tight. <laughs> That's going to be tight. But, uh, again, thank you. Thank you so much for everybody. Thank you so much for, for you know, opening up and, and being vulnerable as diego said and coming on such short notice yep we apologize yeah but thank you thank you for joining us and joining everybody on on the uh altura podcast thank you peace peace thank you